This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and the Rolling Stones in Rock 102. It's going to be partly cloudy today and a high of 89 tonight. More clouds, low of 64, very little chance of rain. And for tomorrow, mostly cloudy. Another chance of uh, a high of 89. 61 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. John O'Brien's not here today. He'll be back on Monday. Pretty sure about that. Uh, Today, we got all kinds of tickets to give away. Tickets to the live music for Lorraine's uh, festival coming up on the 28th of August. Tell you more about that. Also, more tickets to the One Roof Festival Coming to the three county fairgrounds next month. Great lineup of music. We'll tell you all about that, too. You can win tickets to both shows. Uh, So there's that. There's some other things. Just about 535 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Billy Idol on Rock 102. It is going to be, and I will tell you this uh, very quickly, it's going to be sunny and hot today with a high of 88 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 89. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve Nagel and Rock 102? If you're stranded on a lake, it would be nice to be saved by a celebrity. But honestly, in the moment, it would just be nice to be saved, period, wouldn't it? Well, that would be my first thing. If it happens to be a, ceremony, a celebrity, at least you have a great story to tell on top of an already great story. On Tuesday, a family was out on a lake uh, on Lake Joseph in Ontario when their aluminum boat ran out of gas and they were stranded. Even worse, the sun was setting, so they started yelling for help and flailing their arms around. Right. Like the wacky, waving, flailing, inflatable fun guy. Right, right. Uh, there was a jet ski in the distance, and the driver spotted them. Coincidentally, it turned out to be Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank. Ooh. Now, what part does the celebrity come in? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw this name, and I'm like, well, who cares if he did? Uh, at first, uh, he thought they were just rabid fans, but he realized they were in trouble. Really? Like <laughs> Somebody could spot you on a jet ski? <laughs> and think, oh, hey, there's that guy from Shark Tank. You know, I mean, honestly, I mean, I've seen a couple episodes of Shark Tank, but not enough to say I'd be able to identify anybody on the street. Well, I think I would recognize his face if I, if I, if you know, he was in a group setting, and I'm like, I'd be like, oh, that's the guy from Shark Tank, right? That's probably what these people thought. Maybe okay, right, but if yeah. like, uh, let's say. Uma Thurman is on the uh, is on the jet ski. Yeah, and you realize she's about to save uh, your life. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'd want to you know, adjust my hair, make sure my shirt is uh, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know the right way. I, I try no. I try to make myself look better as I'm flailing around in the boat. No, you do what the kid in the sandlot did and pretend that you're drowning, and uh, she's gonna give you mouth to mouth. Oh yeah, I didn't even that's, think about yeah, that. That's a that's good a, idea. Dude, yeah, that kid. That hey, kid you're did thinking, that. Steve? No, that kid did it 30 years ago when he made that movie. Anyway, he immediately drove over and towed the boat back to shore. Robert posted a video on Instagram and said, "Quote: Did my good deed for the day." The dad and his three kids were thrilled, and they thanked Robert for not hesitating to help them out. He probably rejected the offer that they made to him. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to invest yeah, in I'm something not gonna, like that. Uh, maybe Barbara Corcoran can do it instead. 
Uh, Ryan Reynolds pitched a short uh, film to Disney starring Deadpool and the hunter who killed Bambi's mother. They're not interested. See, I think that's a good concept. I'd watch a movie like that. I think that would be a great concept. But you see, that's the problem with having Disney owning most of your rights is they're the ones who get to say, yeah, you're not going to be able to do this. This is our character. We own the rights to it. He can't even take this somewhere else and go to it. How how does he even pitch this? Okay, all right. I know you're going to reject this, but think about it. Deadpool is a wisecracking superhero. Yeah. Imagine the jokes. That does sound like he's trying to sabotage. Like, he just didn't care. Yeah, like, he's trying he's to like, destroy yeah, two, yeah, two yeah. franchises. He's like, uh, they probably asked him, hey, uh, put a, come up with an idea for some extra credit here. And then he comes in, okay, well, it's uh, Deadpool and Bambi's mother, or the, the hunter that killed Bambi's mother. <laughs> Ryan, what are you smoking? And we want to make a full two-hour feature film on yeah. this. And it's going to show before the next sequel to Toy Story. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Variety uh, says executive producer Mike Richards in the is in the advanced negotiations to become the next permanent host of Jeopardy, right? You right. were talking about that yesterday. But nothing is official, but the internet is already trying to dig dirt up on him. People are you- like, eh, find something wrong with this guy so he can't be the host. Yesterday, people started uh, digging up decade-old discrimination lawsuits involving Richards from back when he was the executive producer of The Price is Right. So far, it doesn't seem like there's any deal breakers, you know, for people to walk away from the idea that Mike Richards would be. Do do people understand <coughs> that at its very core, Jeopardy is just simply a game show and that we're not you're not uh, you know, voting in a congressman or a governor. It's a game show host. And do we really need to vet that hard? Well, you know, like like former game. Ho- How much would you have wanted to know about Gene Rayburn or Burt Convy? I Probably not that much. I would have loved to have known about Gene Rayburn. He bet I bet you that he had some great stuff. I bet he had some great yeah. skeletons in the closet. But he, you know, how how stringently should we be vetting Wink Martindale or Alan, Alan uh, Ludden? That's the thing. I think people are were so used to having Alex Trebek be the host for that show for so very long. <laughs> they don't even know who the hosts were before him. Wait till Pat Sajak uh, hits the crapper. Yeah, that's what do you be, see the mania that causes? That's going to be a tough one. Yeah, that's going to be real hard to get over. You know, I still have the uh, the Playboy issue of uh, uh, Vanna White. Vanna White, oh, good shape. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Can oh, it's st- in excellent shape. Can you still turn the pages? Yes, it, yes. It's one of these. Uh, and you know what else? You want to know the other one I have? The last stapled issue with, with Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I got that. All in good shape. Kind of missed the staples, I got to tell you. That was uh, like part of the game. Well, that was the whole idea, so you didn't have to have the fold-out thing, in, you know, because then they're like, well, wait a minute, we can't, uh, you can't open this magazine with a blue binding to it. I know, you couldn't get the, you couldn't get the whole, the whole sense of it all. So then they had to put in the whole, uh, you know. Yeah, no, it was never the same. I always wanted to see a staple on some chick's stomach when I'm looking at her. You know? <laughs> Ooh, nice staple. I have, actually, you know. I thought well, all women had staples on their stomachs, and apparently they don't. No, but then you hear about stomach stapling, and you realize, hey, maybe there is a thing to this. And then you realize it's not the same thing. Right. <sighs> Quentin Tarantino said if he wanted to make a good movie, he would want to adapt the first Blood novel, but not like Sylvester Stallone's version. He would cast Kurt Russell as the sheriff and Adam Driver as Rambo. I kind of like that idea. I would love to see a remake of, of that. 
Something where, like, uh, you know, Rambo has the ability to speak in full sentences. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to just, you know, grunting and tying tourniquets around your arms. But I think Sly Stallone is such a narcissist, he would never allow that to happen. He would do how much of it does he own? I don't know, but does does, does I mean, the, how much does he own of the Rocky? He probably owns more of that. Oh, than I'm he does sure he owns the else. entire franchise. But you probably wouldn't be able to manipulate the Rocky movies too much. Yeah, I think it would be pretty interesting. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone just signed a nine hundred million dollar deal to continue South Park for six more seasons. Jesus. It also includes 14 straight-to-streaming movies, which will be exclusive to Paramount+. Plus. The funny part about it is, yeah. it's still a funny show. It still is a funny show, and I can't believe that it started out with this these two guys sitting around this cartoon about Jesus and Santa Claus beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> and, and that is your Hollywood trash of Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the day comes for the Bax and O'Brien show to finally get inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame next month, one thing is for sure. I won't be inviting any of our former rivals to sit at our table. If any of those people want to show up, they can buy their own ticket. And they're not sitting next to me no matter what the ticket price may be. And while they may seem cold-hearted and slightly vindictive, I can assure you it's simply not true. Far more about suspicion and paranoia, and I'm really okay with that. As many of you might know, this weekend is the Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies in Canton, Ohio. Tom Flores, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Bill Nunn, Drew Pearson, Charles Woodson, they're all getting in. But the inductee that's drawing the most attention is Peyton Manning, who I suppose probably deserves to get in as well. Now, last night during the broadcast of the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and Cowboys, Peyton Manning revealed that his special guest will be Tom Brady. We'll be joining him in his section during the induction ceremony. Tom Brady, the biggest NFL rival, is going to be sitting right there, feet away from Peyton Manning by his own invitation. Have we not forgotten the 17 times these guys played against each other, of which Tom Brady beat Peyton Manning 10 out of those 17 times? What about the five times they met in the playoffs of those AFC championship games in 2013 and 2015, and you want that guy sitting next to you? Folks, this would be like Baxter O'Brien sitting next to one of the guys we used to compete against, like Dan Williams or one of the hundreds of others who couldn't take the heat of competing against the 900-pound gorilla, Baxton O'Brien's ominously casted shadow. No, sir, we won't be nearly as gracious and welcoming. Sure, there's a chance that Peyton Manning is made of classier material than either one of us, but to invite Tom Brady to enjoy your moment of roses and sunshine? Well, you're a better man than me, Peyton Manning. I can't remember the names of half the people we drove out of this business, and here you are, saving a seat for the guy that cost you the most trouble. Good luck with all of that. But hey, and never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bacon-wrapped scallops is one of the things that you can make on your big green egg from Rocky's. Pizza, another. You can even cook eggs or a reverse seared herb crusted bone-in pork loin. The ultimate cooking experience is nothing you can't do on a big green egg that you bought at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 and Van Halen on Rock 102. It's going to be warm today, humid, uh, with a high of 88 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 89. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. All week we've been giving away uh, tickets to live music. We'll be doing it again today. Tickets to see the live music for Lorraine's on the uh, the 28th. And uh, that's to benefit uh, Lorraine's Soup Kitchen. Uh, Very, very good cause. Trailer Trash will be part of that show and a couple others. And then also later on, we'll give away tickets to the One Roof Festival. Come to the three county fairgrounds on the 18th of uh, September. We'll tell you more about that later on, too. I, uh, I, I've i noticed on Facebook uh, the community forums are either a curse or a blessing when, you're, when it comes to trying to get information out to people. Right. Because somebody could post something in one of these community forums about knitting, and there's always some a-hole troll out there that will turn it into something else that it isn't. Uh, you know, off something, topic, something political or yeah. something, uh, you know, attacking. Actually, one of the uh, one of the comedians that the uh, that Pat Oates uh, introduced us to, Frankie Hill. You remember the hearing that name? <laughs> Two. This guy used to go. I don't know if he still does it or not, but he used to go into community forums all across the country and just type, "I saw a mountain lion." And then he wouldn't say anything else and would just watch the comments grow and grow. And these people would argue back and forth each other whether or not this man, in fact, saw a mountain lion, even though he really doesn't even live anywhere near that area. So I I follow a lot of these these community forums just because of what we do here. And it is kind of interesting to see the topics popping up from town to town. Sure. Um, this guy the other day posted. A, a thing in the in the Westfield community forum about has anybody heard about this meat truck guy? We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Yeah, a guy selling a truck out of a, a meat out of like a yeah. box truck, and it's basically a guy in like a like an Amazon type van. It's not an Amazon van; it's just that that cargo van type of thing. It's white, and it's got a logo of an American flag on the back, and that's it. There's no markings, no com- company, mm-hmm. and then. So he posts a video of the ring doorbell of this man who's driving this van, pull up in front of the house, doesn't stop anywhere else, gets out, walks up to the guy's front door, and starts asking him if he wants some discounted meat, like 4 and $5 ribeyes and things like that. So that's how he's actually selling it? It's, it's not like he's just uh, like announcing it on social media and people just show up? No, that's the thing about it. This, oh, is, this okay. is the shady thing about this whole thing. Door-to-door meat sales. Yeah, and then he, other people start throwing their ring videos in going, yeah, I saw this guy on this side of town the other day. And he, it's the same spiel. He walks up and he's like, yeah, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, I'm just finishing up my deliveries here in Westfield, and uh, I uh, I have some extra extra left over. If you want to buy some uh, ribeyes and uh, steaks at a discount price and all this other stuff, and then the, one of the guys in the video goes, yeah, "No, I'm all set." And then the guy goes, "Oh, you never heard of us before?" And the guy goes, "No." And and I think he was too nervous to ask him. Like what? What's the name of your company? Who are you? Like where are you? Where did you? Where did you come from, magical meat van man? Right. So, so like all these people are arguing back and forth, and I'm like, who in their right mind would buy meat from a random guy on the street? And then these people were like coming to this man's defense, going. Yeah, he's on the up and up. I bought several pounds of meat from him myself. And, and I said, 
well, I have questions. I said, why would you do that? <laughs> because of the costly uh, right. price of meat. And I was like, and what, you know, what's the name of this company? And, and, you know, and so then they give a name of the company and I don't want to, I, I can't verify this. So I can't, I don't want to say it on the air. Right. What it is, but I go to this website and it's this place, and they have all these different locations for these meat things. Now, we were running ads for a place that was selling, but that was different. That was like a... It was like it was a, an actual store, yeah, right? But, yeah, but it was like a tent thing. They'd pop up these tents in these parking lots, and they'd sell they'd be selling these ribeyes. Right. And all different kinds of cuts of meat. I don't think that's the same thing. This guy, uh, there's no number on the website... <laughs> There's a contact, but the contact is just one of those standard, you give us your email and name and we'll call you kind of thing. I mean, is this like a larger, I mean, you're, you're, you're explaining a larger company. It sounds like it's this national thing, but, uh, you know, because we've had Steve, and I thank God for Steve Weisman. That makes me question, second guess. I'm serious. Because yeah, because it makes you second guess everything and look into what what somebody is offering. Listen, you. I, I don't I don't like any uh, front door solicitation at all. I don't like filling out surveys. I don't right. like you know, you know buying magazines. You know I will I will tell a Boy Scout to get the hell off my lawn if I have to. But if someone's coming to my door with meat, yeah. and I can verify the quality of the meat. I might think about think twice about it. How could you verify the quality of the meat? This, well, this is mean, what I'm getting at. And storage, and, smell, and high I, quality. And I'm glad 22 and Western Mass News, you know, picked up on this thing because they're. Tra- it, I'll read the story here. The Westfield Police are looking to speak with the driver of a van attempting to sell meat to residents. Community members called the police to complain about a man in a white van with American flag logo selling meat. Westfield Police Captain uh, Petoniak said they were aware of the person visiting various neighborhoods trying to sell discounted meat. The police issued a uh, be on the lookout to speak with the operator of the white van because they do not have a company registered in the city of Westfield to sell any type of meat products. And that was one of the things that the one of the women on Facebook said yesterday. Oh, you haters, this guy's just trying to make a living. Well, so then I said, well, so is the guy trying to steal your identity and your credit cards. And then, you know, she says he's on the up and up. And I said, well, you know what? I got a collection of goldfish crackers in my van that my kids put together. I'll sell them to you for 10 bucks a barrel. <laughs> and then she wrote, she wrote something about, uh, you, uh, yeah, I bet you don't have a permit. And I said, I bet you this guy doesn't either. See, this is, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, unless it is a legitimate business that people can identify, there's always going to be questions. And I think, I mean, you are right. I mean, who takes that leap of faith that a guy selling meat out of the back of a truck is is a legitimate businessman? Yeah, it and, does, and I mean, how- you, you wouldn't do that with, like, uh, clothes or guns and expect that to be, uh, you know, on the on the, <laughs> on the the level. But you, meat is no really no different. And you have heard... You know, like uh, you know, grocery stores, you know, mm-hmm. losing meat and having it being stolen, stolen yeah. and, then, and then, you know, sold for, for, for below cost. Yeah, there was a guy here in East Longmeadow. Uh, well, he wasn't from East Longmeadow, but he was stealing like, right. from both grocery stores, the Stop and Shop and the Big Y. This is going back probably about 10 years ago. I right. And he was shoving. It was kind of like uh, Animal House where they're going through and they're shoving the steaks <laughs> under the... <laughs> But this guy, he was stealing these cuts of meat and then going to resell them at these little bodegas elsewhere in 
in Springfield. Right. And he and and these peop, these folks would buy it off him and then sell it at a profit. <laughs> How many ribeyes you got in your pants? Oh, six. Ooh, I'll take the sweaty one. <laughs> you know, is there one with a plastic maybe ripped? I find those to be the most delicious. Yeah, the, the where the extra bacteria can get in there. That's the one I want. So, you know, there's no, they haven't, they don't know where this guy is from. And it's a, it's, it's shady AF, if you know what I'm talking about, man. It's, well, on the, on, the, on the surface, I mean, it, yeah. it, I mean, if they, I mean, they have a website, right? That's, that's a sign of legitimacy. Yes, but I don't know if that's the website associated with this particular company. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know, and I, that's why I don't want to say the name of the of the of the website because it might be a completely different meat scam going I mean, on somewhere else. I don't know of a single situation where someone has docked up a phony website to yeah. veil themselves like a legitimate business. That doesn't happen, does it? Uh, no, I don't think it does. <laughs> uh, but this guy comes and they're, they're describing what he says in the video because it's the same spiel almost at every you know any person that he's stopping says, Hey man, how you doing? Quick question. Sorry to bother you. I just finished up my deliveries for the day in Westfield. I got some extra orders. Want any steak half price? I got fillets, strips, like four or $5 a cut. Got to tell you, that's a good price for, uh, for, uh, for a ribeye. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. I've, I've heard that since I was a kid, you know, uh, you know, every time I'd say to my, my father, I'd be like, Hey man, Hey, can we get these uh, free things? No, no, it's a, it's a scam. It, it, that's a scam. Don't 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 go anywhere near that. I know, but you know, I, we went to dinner last night at a restaurant. I'm not going to name the name or tell you who it rhymes with, but mm -hmm. you know, they were asking, you know, forty six dollars for a steak. Well, you know, I I didn't uh, I didn't get the steak because I didn't really have forty six dollars, but uh, you know. Okay. Half price on that one? That would be uh, still it, too much for a steak. It, yeah, okay. But the the problem is, okay, you went to a restaurant that was probably built, has built itself on prestige. And, sure. And, you know, serving a yes. quality meal. You have a right to charge that much for a steak, especially when it's uh, being prepared. If you can even prepare a steak, like, perfectly, it's, it's worth al It's money. almost worth it. But... I get it that you want a discount. You want something luxurious <laughs> for a cheap price. It's if everybody else is selling it at a certain price, an average price. If you go to all the butchers in the area, even the little local ones, right? right. They're probably within two or three dollars a pound for the same cut of meat. Sure. You know, let's say a ribeye, eleven ninety nine for pound for a ribeye. Yeah, but are you? That much of a snob where you'd be willing to turn your nose at a steak that's just been sitting in the back seat of someone's truck? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> kind of snob. I don't Are want my ribeyes with a side of maggots. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Don't knock it till you try it. But I, I just don't understand why anybody would trust a person who just r randomly shows up. And then somebody else made a comment, yeah, you give your kids money for the ice cream, man. And I said, but the ice cream man has to get a permit, and the ice cream man has to follow all kinds of guidelines. This guy... But do you ever ask the ice cream man for uh, proof of those permits? 
No, but I would just assume. But even if they have the thing up in the window, they usually have the thing up in the window that they have a food permit from whatever city that they're they're selling food. Yeah, anybody in. could phony up one of those things. Of course they could, but I don't know. Like again, the meat random meat guy. I don't know. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be licking on a on a tampered creamsicle. It just seems very odd yeah, that a does. guy would be just randomly driving up. And not like how many deliveries is he making per day that he has all of this extra? Like, what kind of person didn't order? Well, it's, you know, there are some very gullible people in the world, Steve. And, and you, know, you would ask questions. I would ask questions. Even though I love meat, I would ask questions because I think that's okay to do. But there are plenty of people who will say, well, you know, his sales pitch was so good, he seemed legitimate. So then at that point, I gave him every dollar in, in my wallet. For But look at all these chicken fillets I've got. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're They beautiful. smell like feet, but they look good. That's the thing. It's like I don't, like I can't get past the, it's like somebody <laughs> dropping off a fillet of salmon to us at the Mayflower Marathon. It's like, don't do that. We don't Well, take- we've, we've had that. Remember, remember a few years ago? I don't even know you were with us at the time. Some woman brought a crock pot of meatballs to the Mayflower uh, I, Marathon. Well, I didn't yeah. want the crock pot back. Didn't want to, you know, she just said, here, the crock pot and the meatballs are yours. What? Well, it was a nice gesture, but guess how many meatballs are eaten? Zero. Zero. Because we couldn't verify whether this woman was crazy enough but, to give away a full crock pot. But you know what? I bet you if you had asked anybody there, there would be someone who would have taken the meatball. Yeah, I know, but this, it was not it, one of us. And that's what, like, this is just a weird scam to be doing in the first place. <laughs> because to me, it seems like, hey, and I'm not, I'm just making an assumption that this might seem, hey, I'm casing out your house to see who's home and who's not during the day. As opposed to, I've got all this extra meat discount meat and i don't know what else to do well, but to sell it well how'd you get this meat well we make a deal with the ranchers oh do you <laughs> you got a deal with the ranchers do you the ranchers have deals with all these major grocery stores and distribution process and they like hey it's pete the meat man van the meat van man pete the meat van man what do you got for us well, I want to take your steaks and the same ones you're making fifteen dollars a pound on. I want to, I want to sell them for four dollars a pound. I want I don't want to make anything. I just want to spread the love of meat everywhere. Oh, uh, you got it. We'll give you these ribeyes. You can sell them for four or five bucks a pound. Well, that's a job well done. It's yeah. six twenty six on Rock one hundred two. Six twenty nine with Bax and O'Brien on Rock one hundred two. John is not here today. He'll be back on uh, on Monday. Uh, 88 for a high today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, sunny with a high of 89. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, oh, we should laugh, right? Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke of the day brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Rome Hyundai. Whiting Farms Road in Holyoke, and that's no joke. Oh, my God. That is Hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Hey, Bax. Yes, Steve. What happens when a horse breaks his leg? I don't know. What happens when a horse breaks his leg? They go to the hospital. (laughs) 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 The hospital. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. They get shot. That's <laughs> 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 just funny too. It's a funny because it's true. <laughs> Booyah! Bax and O'Brien. 633 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Authorities in Connecticut uh, conducted an hours-long investigation in Summers Thursday after a body was found inside of a vehicle parked off the road in a wooded area. At about 8 p.m., detectives with the Connecticut State Police Major Crimes Unit said the investigation on Durkee Road in Summers was in its early stage and that investigators were, quote, actively working a scene. After 11.30 p.m., they described it as a suspicious incident linked to the vehicle after locating the body inside. The identity of the individual found dead inside the vehicle has not been released, and the investigation remains ongoing. Police said the incident is isolated and poses no threat to the immediate public. And a little pause there. It was dramatic, actually. It was dramatic. Yeah, it was a very serious story, and a pregnant pause like that only adds to the gravitas. Well, it was only because I had a little, uh, you know, gas. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to explain it. I mean, it just, it just, you know, it, it was very out, effective. Worked out perfectly. Yes. A uh, former uh, Springfield man admitted in uh, court Wednesday to uh, entering a sham marriage to obtain a green card for a Vietnamese woman. All right. See, now that pregnant pause was not nearly as effective because it sounded like you were fumbling for the information. Mm, yeah, I was because it made it sound like it was a woman who married a woman, not a man who married a woman in, in the headline. Right. But uh, she only married him for the green card. That's true. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, the 33-year-old Fu Tan Hun pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy, immigration fraud, and making false statements. He will be sentenced on November 22nd of 2021. Hun was first indicted in October of 2019 for the sham marriage. In September of 2013, he married the Vietnamese woman to get her a green card and was paid $20,000. It's actually not bad. 20 grand to marry somebody you don't have to ever live with? Yeah, no. I mean, I realize that's against the law. But if, I mean, you're a single guy, yeah. if, if someone offered you $20,000 to marry them just to keep them in the country, how would you not uh, consider that sort of uh, arrangement? I would go nuts at the dollar store. Of course you would. Twenty grand. Think oh. of the things you could buy. You could buy all them stale chips and uh, like some coat hangers, yeah. uh, maybe some dishwashing liquid. The dollar, sto- uh, dollar Tree has, uh, has uh, $1 ribeyes once a year. Don't have to buy them. That's even better than buying them out of a truck. They're shaved so thin you can't even see them, but they're still only a buck. Well, how do you know they're there? I just assume. Uh, anyway, Hun was first in, uh, anyway, in September 2013. He married the Vietnamese woman to get the green card and was paid 20000 He uh, He and the woman never lived together after getting married. He later filed a false petition with the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, listing the woman as his spouse and lied to the agency. About the sham marriage, Hun could serve more than five years in prison, more than three years of supervised release, and face more than $250,000 in fine. Man, five years in prison for that? Yeah. I didn't realize it was that tough. So then, t- it, so if it's got to be $20,000, yeah, you might want to ask for a little bit better than that. Well, now you got to come up with $230,000 to pay off the rest. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, they almost make it not worth uh, you know, violating immigration law. Even in a sham marriage, the guy gets screwed. You know, have you? It's uh, so true. <laughs> it is prison? so true. I was already in prison. No, you weren't living together. Oh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me when I tell you, had you married her legitimately and she yeah. stayed with you for the next five years, it would have been worse than what you're facing. Exactly. 
Uh, Holyoke man is being held without the right to bail after a dangerousness hearing in connection with assaulting a driver at the X in Springfield. According to the Hamden DA spokesman uh, Jim Leiden, 23-year-old Juan Rodriguez Menier was arraigned on Monday in Holyoke District Court for an alleged assault during a verbal confrontation at the X uh, intersection in Springfield on July 5th. The Commonwealth requested a dangerousness hearing that was held yesterday. A Springfield District Court judge found Rodriguez Menier to be dangerous and is being held without the right to bail. This is the uh, the guy who's being charged with beating the crap out of a motorist at the X. You know, uh, just, just talking about this with somebody, thinking, you know, what's taking so long? I mean, it, it's only been a month, but it's still a month. It is a month, but I think there was a lot of players involved. I think it takes some time for the police to do the investigation for something no, like this. I get this it. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not blaming anybody. It's just like it's like one of those stories where... You know, once it happened, it was like yeah. you know silence on it, and maybe that was just you know part of uh, you know, part of the process of the I, investigation going on. I think that was probably part of the tactic on the police going. You know what these uh, these little rats are going to be giving up whoever it is once we start picking one off at a time, and they did. They used surveillance video footage to to find some of these folks. It's hard to do when a lot of them have helmets on and none of the bikes are registered. Yep, I know. Uh, but, uh, you know, good on the Springfield police that, for following through with that because that's probably a lengthy investigation. The Coca-Cola bottling plant in Northampton will be closing in 2023. Uh, 22 News contacted Coca-Cola North America and received a statement verifying the closure. They did not respond to the question of how many employees would be impacted by the closing. They said, after careful consideration, the Coca-Cola company has decided to close our production facility in Northampton. We did not make this decision lightly and are grateful to have had the opportunity to have been part of the Northampton community. Impacted employees will be encouraged to apply and be considered for jobs they are qualified to perform within the Coca-Cola system and at other third-party manufacturer locations. Uh, the facility is targeting closure in quarter two of 2023 and will support our associates throughout the challenging transition. That's going to be a tough one. That's, That's a lot of people up there. That's a lot of people. I uh, I was hired to do uh, their Christmas party once, or I'm sorry, their holiday party. Right. And then I was never invited back ever again. <laughs> what did you do? Well, because they were giving away, like, prizes and stuff, right? And uh, I was uh, I was making my color commentary you know, when people would win a prize. You were, know? You, were you criticizing the prizes or criticizing the people winning the prizes? Well, both. I mean, uh, you know, somebody would win a bottle of booze, and I'm like, yeah, like that guy needs any more booze tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was told uh, afterwards, even though nobody said anything to me that night, I was told afterwards that uh, – Maybe Steve Nagel wasn't a good fit for, Come the, on. for the diversity of the employees that we have working uh, here at the Coca-Cola bottling. I, I don't know, Steve. I, I see you as a very corporate-friendly type of DJ. No, I'm the guy that gets everybody brought up on charges. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the truth is, and, and, and I'm sure you know the folks at Coca-Cola know this better than, better than most, is that you know the sales of cola soft drinks yeah have been down i mean they've, they've they've come up a little bit during uh the pandemic but certainly not enough to accommodate the losses that they've been feeling over the course of like the last you know three or four years but you know cola sales are down people aren't drinking that stuff the way they used to now they're on 
They're on to seltzers. I can't remember the last time I ordered a Coke at a restaurant. No, but it never that, happens anymore. But they don't just bottle sodas up there. You're talking water bottles. They oh, make, I know. Uh, Dasani and all that other good stuff. Oh, I know. Um, I don't know. Maybe. What I'm saying is their business has changed. It's not, you know, it's it's going through some through uh, some level of difficulty. Bottled waters, seltzers. I mean, yes, they're those are the things that are now. You know, boosting yeah. a lot of their business, but I it's went, but it's changed. I uh, I went uh, about five or six years ago. I took a tour of the Coca Cola Museum factory thing. That it's like the Coca Cola experience. Ran out of there. things to do, huh? Yeah, ran out of things to do in Atlanta. Actually, it was it was actually a pretty interesting tour because you hear the history of Coca Cola and supposedly they have the original recipe for Coca-Cola in this vault right? that once you stand in front of it and put your hand anywhere near it, all the alarms start going off. I'm pretty sure that's just for show. Probably. Yeah. But, you know, the original formula of, of uh, Coca-Cola, I mean, its active ingredient was, was cocaine. Yes, and we need to bring that back. That Surprised was... no one has uh, yeah. pushed on that. Well, the the uh, the cool thing about uh, you know they give you when you walk through the museum they give you plenty of coke, plenty of coke. You get one as soon as you walk in the door. Right. You get another. You can you can get another one like you know uh, a couple of times throughout this 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 little presentation that they make, and then uh, at the end uh, they give you. Uh, like a free ticket for all of the Coke products that they have all over the world. So they have all these soda fountains and each soda fountain has, so they have all the ones with all the American products that they offer. And right. then they offer ones. There's like a fish one from Japan. Ooh, It's no. disgusting. Did you try it? I did try it just to try it. I didn't know it tasted like, well, it, I could smell the fish smell as soon as you put it in the little sample cup. Yeah, that they no, give I'm you. all set. Uh, but there was some good. Like, there was a the one from like India had like curry in it, and that was good. It wasn't good at all. You really have to like some of these spices and, and flavors. Well, I don't mind curry. To... I just don't. And I don't want to drink. I don't want to drink it as a beverage. Yeah, you remember we used to like mix Dr Pepper and Sprite together or something just sure. to try to get a little different flavor. You right. wouldn't want to mix, mix the mix the fish with the. Uh, the curry one. I can't even think of a single booze that would go well with a curry. No, probably not. I can't think of one either. But uh, they did have, like, lemon crush, which they don't sell here in the United States. It was that sounds something... actually pretty good. It was delicious. And I'm like, this would be something that they could market as a mixer in this mm -hmm. country. Why don't they do that? It's always amazing how companies decide which products to, to get out there versus... What well, they, a lot of it, I would think, would be timing. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if you release something 40 years ago and it didn't sell, but yet people's tastes have changed is how they use sodas for mixers. Yeah. You know, why not bring it back? Why not, or, or you know, rebrand it or repackage the whole thing. Or you partner up like they did with Jack Daniels and they, they do the Jack and Coke. That's exactly and it. You could do the Lemon Crush and Tito's or something like that. Like that. But I'm telling you, that lemon crush was delicious. Um, where was I? I have no idea. You were at the going. Coke Museum. I was at the Coke Sampling Museum. Sampling fish stuff. No, I'm talking, uh, oh, here, uh, VCA has the most animal hospitals in the country and sends out a lot of emails with helpful tips for cat and dog owners. 
they sent an email the other day about astrology and what your pet's zodiac sign says about their personality. And to get uh, to get the report would cost you seven hundred dollars. Yes. No, it's really not. Uh, here's what they. We can. I'm not going to go through all twelve signs, but uh, what's your dog? Uh, what, what month was he born in? Um, I think April. April would be Aries. Okay. Is that what that would be? Sure. They're active and always on the move. No, not my dog. Okay. Uh, so Wally would be a Taurus. They enjoy the finer things in life, like expensive food and nice beds. That's very true about Wally. Uh, the expensive food, though, is not his. The expensive food is mine. Right. Yet he somehow gets a hold of that expensive food. He uh, Does he countersurf? <sighs> He's the counter-surfing champion uh, for the last four years in a row. Bad dog. Actually, it was funny because I had a picture pop up on Facebook, memories of him with a loaf of bread in his mouth. <laughs> then that was three years ago. Right. That was a counter-surfing champ. He still does it. I don't know what it is. This dog has calmed down to the point where he's very, like, manageable. To right. be around, like he doesn't jump on you. He doesn't, uh, but he want you know he wants to be your friend. He wants to he wants to love you. Right, but he doesn't like jump on things and and hump everything. Uh, he doesn't chew all these things. Like he doesn't do all that stuff. But if he, given the opportunity, he will destroy whatever food you have out. You cannot leave the house with leaving a trash can in his reach. Our dog has never gone through the trash can. Even if I put, like, you know, table scraps in there, yeah. you know, that he, he shouldn't be uh, messing with, he won't go in it. He may sniff it, he'll walk away, and then go to his food. You know, I mean, he just, he don't do it. Well, uh, I have a trash-picking dog. Wow. It's uh, But there was, it was, you ate the eclair out of the trash? Well, it oh, had a doily. It was on a toy. It was served as a barrier. It was right on the top. <laughs> it's right near the top. Uh, but yeah, he gets into the trash every once in a while. And, it, and like, you know, you give him this look, you're like, all I saw is, dude, what? What? What's going on? And then he, like, his head just sinks down to the floor and then he runs away and then he goes right. and sits down, like, I didn't do anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> he just. How can I walk away from this delicious bread? But uh, I don't think uh, it's in the, you know, if we we're talking about astrological signs, I don't think. Uh, I don't like, think it, make it, it makes I a difference. It makes, That's uh, just dog behavior. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be uh, sunny and warm with a high of 88 tomorrow. More of the same with a high of 89. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two... Tr 653 and the doors on Rock 102. It's going to be hot and humid today with a high of 88. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 89. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. And anytime you miss the Bax and O'Brien show, you can count on the Bax and O'Brien daily podcast to get posted every single weekday. Today will be no exception. This one will get posted, too. It will be available on BaxandO'Brien.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. It's all brought to you by the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Also, uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week. I've been, ta uh, I've been talking about uh, my interview with Frank Hannon from Tesla. Mm -hmm. Next week, I'll be talking to Jerry Harrison of the Talking Heads. Uh, so that is... What? what? Yes. What? Yes. Was that the big one? 
Yeah, that's a pretty big one. I mean, he's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. He's yeah, probably but, on was, four of some of the uh, greatest records that ever were uh, released. But, but was that the one you were like... You're not going to believe who I just interviewed. Well, you know, you got to sell the sizzle a little bit. Then if you're a Talking Heads fan, this is a pretty big one. If you don't give a rat's ass, then you don't give a rat's ass. But uh, Jerry Harrison is a very cool interview, and you'll be able to hear that starting on Monday on BaxnoBrian.com. That's uh, George Harrison's son, right? It is not related to George Harrison in the least. Is it the great-grandson of William Henry Harrison? No, uh, no relation... That I'm aware of, but uh, um, relation to Harrison Ford? No, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. See, Ford would be his last name, and Harrison is his first name. But there's no uh, connection that I'm aware of. But oh. uh, he's got some uh, pretty interesting stuff going on, and he'll be touring for the first time in 20 years. So that uh, it's a pretty cool interview, and you can check that out starting on Monday. Sounds like a plan, man. Um, there are some very, very lucky people in the state of Massachusetts, and we're going to be talking about that and, next hour. And we're not two of them. We are not two of them. Uh, John is not one of them. I don't know of anybody in this building that has had this kind of luck, and we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. It's just about 6.56 at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, even at its basic core, working for a professional sports franchise in any capacity is still a place of employment. And as such, if you have an employee who has performed in an unprofessional way or has failed in their obligation to complete his or her duties at work, there are usually things that an employer can do to remove that person from that position, such as terminating their employment. And if the personal behavior outside of work ultimately reflects negatively upon the employer, similar measures can be taken. So with that in mind, how is it that the Los Angeles Dodgers have placed Cy Young Award-winning pitcher Trevor Bauer on his now fourth administrative leave for domestic violence? On July 2nd, Trevor Bauer is placed on his first administrative leave after being accused of choking a woman and punching her on several areas of her body over the course of two separate sexual encounters, the second of which required hospitalization. Now, according to the terms of Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy, a player can be placed on administrative leave, but for no longer than seven days. Once those seven days are up, the league must then get clearance from the players' union to extend that leave for another seven days. Trevor Bauer has now been placed on his fourth seven-day leave. Meanwhile, you have a victim who has been seeking permanent, a permanent restraining order since July 23rd, but that was delayed six business days when Bauer's lawyers claimed they needed more time to sift through all the evidence against their client. Six days later, they get a continuance. Now, this dirtbag has been placed on four administrative leaves, and while I understand that legally speaking he is innocent until proven guilty, the system seems to be bending over backwards to protect this guy's employment and to prolong the process of the victim obtaining some level of protection against him. In other words, these regulations and these league policies of domestic violence aren't really protecting anybody. It is, however, exposing how ineffective these protections really are. And that sort of thing needs to be changed, no matter how many years left there are in your $100 million contract or how many times you've won a Cy Young Award. The man's a scumbag, and his victim needs to be treated with far more respect.
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's August sales flyer on your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains like the four-buck tool sale or the DeWalt $100 deals. Every month, there's a new Rocky flyer jam-packed with savings, and it's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09 and Def Leppard at Rock 102. Going to be hot and uh, humid today with a high of 88. Tomorrow more of the same with a high of 89. 63 right now in downtown Springfield. There's a uh, story this morning in Mass Live. Now, I have uh, I have found whenever I have bought scratch tickets mm-hmm. at a convenience store, say, uh, whether it be a Cumberland Farms or yeah. uh, the Pride Station that... Uh, <laughs> You know, Mavis Wanzik won her her, uh, her big winnings. Yeah. I don't win. In fact, I can almost guarantee that if I buy a scratch ticket, it will lose. Never won more than like ten bucks uh, on a scratch ticket. Yeah, I've won uh, the most. I've won on a scratch ticket was five thousand dollars. Yeah, see, that's and, but I, uh, I I wouldn't even know what to do with myself yeah, if I won you, an extra five grand. You have to remember. You know, because people will be like, oh, you're a lucky guy. And I'm like, yeah. Do you know how much money I spent over the years to get that $5,000? Probably like $15,000. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, uh, it's not the best investment for your money. In 2006, John Hamill became a millionaire after winning the Massachusetts State Lottery game Set for Life. Mm-hmm. He was set for life. It tells you that right there in the game. Set for life. Set for life. Uh-huh. Well, now he's done it again with an even larger prize. In uh, July, John Hamill, the Braintree native, uh, won himself the $15 million prize in the Massachusetts State Lottery Massachusetts Millionaires Club instant ticket game. He chose the cash option on the prize and received a one-time payment of $9.7 million Uh before taxes. Damn. He was already set set for for life. life. And now uh, he's basically frosted that set-for-life cake with a little extra layer of frosting. Wait, how much was the first one again? See, that's the thing. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Well, hold on a second. Uh, it doesn't say what the uh, the first time was. Yeah. All it says is that he was set for life. Well, set for life could mean uh, you know whatever their version of set for life means. Well, it could have been like a like an annual payout of a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but you I, know what? You're kind of set for life at that point, and he's not a young guy. He's probably in his his sixties. They got a, a picture of the guy right yeah. here, so maybe he's retired with a hundred thousand dollars a year, set for yeah. life, well, and he's still playing the scratch tickets and wins a fifteen million dollar prize. And look what would have happened if he didn't play the scratch tickets? Still. He'd still he's, be set for life. I know he'd be set for life, but you know what? Sometimes set for life isn't good enough. You want to be set, set for life. Well, what is it? I mean, what does it really take for you to just say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe I am just set for life, and I should be just happy with being set." Bax, uh, I don't know if you know about this, uh, but money uh, makes the world go round. I've heard that, and uh, people who get money always want more money, which I can kind of understand. I mean, don't but get not me to the point where I have any real world experience in that. L- listen, I I live a very uh, modest lifestyle. Sure. I don't uh, buy anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I live within my means. I never buy anything that I can't afford. Um, but let me tell you something. If I won uh, fifteen million dollars tomorrow, I'd be buying fifteen million one dollar scratch off lottery tickets with it. 
That's what just I so you could win That's the big what bucks. I, that, yeah, because you want to get the bigger prize. Right. If, if, a, if I won $15 million, I can give you 15 million reasons why I wouldn't be coming to work the yeah. next day. Gambling uh, is an addiction just like any other thing. It, yeah. it, well, it clearly is. And yeah. this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, the uh, the Mass Live story talks of two other times that it's happened where uh, someone has won a significant amount on scratch tickets. I have a friend uh, that won like a half mil on uh, on a scratch ticket. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, good for him. But I know but if again, it were me, if if it had been me, I would think, all right, you know what? I I think uh, my luck has maxed out. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go down this road again because lightning is not supposed to strike twice in the same place. But I don't think your half mill friend stopped playing the lottery. No, I don't know if he has or hasn't. I don't think he has. He doesn't consult me on that kind of stuff. Be- because you got to remember, even if you win uh, half a mill. Uh, by the time you get the payout, it's probably three hundred thousand. Yeah, and that's not and then, worth quitting uh, a job. Then over. they tax the crap out of you on that too. So, yeah, it might be a nice little extra boost, but when you're talking about the expenses of life, you know, what are you going to get? Two hundred thousand dollars? That's pretty good. Well, but I'm, it's not. What know. would it? What would it take to truly be set for life? I would think the nine point five million dollar payout from the original fifteen million win. Would be pretty good. I'm trying to look it up to see if there's a there's any rules in the set for life game. And I mean, it's 2006. Now they got the lucky uh, for life game, in which uh, mm-hmm. you can win set for life. Let's see if this is uh, if this is still got information as to what they won, and it does not. It does not. It does not. Usually those prizes are like uh, you know ten thousand dollars a year or what you know whatever. The deal is, or like a, like a monthly prize of like ten thousand a month. Yeah, but I would take that. I mean, that would be okay. I, I could live on ten thousand a month. I uh, without having to come in here every day to, you know, wait around for a paycheck every two weeks. I heard. Uh, I didn't. I never knew. I didn't know the person, but I heard uh, somebody uh, who won that lucky for life game. Yeah, where you get. I think it's like a thousand dollars a day for the rest of your life. And basically, they cap it off at 20 years. So that's not really a lifetime. So if I'm 25 years old and I win this at the age of 50, I'm done. Yeah, if you choose to. Or you say 20 or 25? 25. All right, so at the age of 50. Yeah, so, but but if you chose to annuitize it, you know, spread it out over the 20 years. Right. eh, You might as well just take the lump sum. All at once, and that's what they they typically they, they tell do. You it's about that, a twenty anyway. million dollar prize, and then they give it to you, and then uh, you hear about all the problems that go along with that. Yeah, because see, I've heard that story time and time again of yeah. these multi million dollar uh, lottery winners, you know, you know, blowing through all their cash, and yeah. uh, you know, clearly these are already irresponsible people that just can't manage their lives. And I find, uh, I think. That if in if I were in the in that position, I would be able to weather the storm because I'm not the kind of guy that over like you. I'm not the the kind of guy that you know overspends beyond my means. Yeah. You know, if uh, if I were to win a big like a Mavis Wanzik type of prize, yeah, you would never hear from me ever again. I would I would just disappear. 
Is this before or after you uh, sent me the finder's fee? No, there ain't no finder's fee. No finder's uh, fee? No, I would cut all of you off. Come on, and, uh, man. I've been nothing but supportive of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've said nice things you about said you. Nice th- yeah. What, what is that? What has that gotten me? Well, I got. I, I gave you a good recommendation when you applied for this job. Uh huh. And. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you uh, act as if I hit some sort of lottery or something. Oh, I dude, got this this is, listen, yeah. you've had this yeah. job for 16 years, yeah, man. Yeah. That's that's hitting the jackpot. That's a long time. It is a long time. Um, but no, I would I would probably uh, get out of Dodge, if you will, because you know that every buddy and their brother who's ever run into you would want a piece of that pie. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing about. Here's the difference between people who are rich by means of, you know, building up a business and then being comfortable with, oh, I can I have this money that I can spend and I can do luxurious things with. Right. People don't get mad at people like that because they've earned their money. Or they you know, there are some people who say, Oh my god, this guy's a jerk or whatever because he's got money. Right. But for the most part, we're very accepting of people who Built their fortune by hard work, sure, or, or, or you know ingenuity or whatever it may be, how they got their money. When somebody wins, like you're just some schlub off the street, and uh, you know you're making uh, twelve twenty five an hour, busting your ass all week long, and right. you finally win this nine million dollar prize. All your friends and your family want a piece of that, sure, and well, they yeah, will go a- to great lengths. To get you to give you some of that money. Well, I think you're right. There's a big difference between you know those who have earned it and those who have won it simply because they had a penny on the floor of their car and were able yeah. to scratch off a few silver patches. Yeah, but I don't see what the difference is between that or somebody who's built <sighs> their fortune. If you automatically happen to, if you come into some money, <laughs> uh, if you come into some money like that, Everybody, they don't respect you. They don't respect you at all. They're like, oh, my God, that son of a bitch. He he doesn't deserve that kind of money. Right. How could a guy like that get that kind of money? Well, you know, I maybe it's uh, maybe it's me because I've had uh, I've had some experience with filthy, stinking rich people in the mm-hmm. past. Uh, and I knew uh, like a, a woman I went to college with. Her dad was extraordinarily rich, mm-hmm. like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah. rich. And I... Uh, it was a it was a close friend, but I saw how other people reacted to her mm-hmm. because her father was loaded. Yeah, because and she didn't earn it herself. No, of course. So and people were, yeah. but there were people going to her to see if they could get to him, and she's yeah. like, "Listen, I am I'm I'm not the gatekeeper. Uh, if you really want to go talk to my dad." Uh, there are ways to find him, but you're not going to go through me. And I never went down that road. I was very respectful of, you know, she's got her own identity, her own uh, set of values. And, you know, granted, she gets a lot of money per month from the old man. But nevertheless, you know, it's it's like uh, I, I could respect the fact that, you know, I, there's no entitlement for me for that kind of money. I would prefer to earn it. I find a scratch ticket is a way of earning it. You know, it's. It was my dollar that paid for the well, ticket. But, and it, they, was my, uh, it was my uh, uh, nickel that scratched the ticket. And that's my point. Yeah. You, know, you know, if you spent your money to gamble that money. Right. And you happen to win 
a large prize, you shouldn't be scrutinized for that. No. Because everybody who's buying those tickets, that's exactly their mentality is like one day it's going to hit for me and I'm going to get this big prize. But that's but that's why I uh, I respect that and I would not uh, assert myself, whereas some people don't may not have that experience and think a, a little bit of begging or a ridiculous sob story would be all they would need to you know get a few bucks on the side. Look at the big man, huh? Big man now, he won $9 million. By the way, your half-million-dollar friend? Said uh, he told his family to F themselves. And you know what? <laughs> they did. They did. They did. Now, so listen, uh, you win, you're set for life once, you keep on playing, and what are, what are the odds of a guy dropping a $15 million prize on a scratch ticket? A, sec- yeah, a second a fi- a time second, in his life. Yeah, I know. That's the thing about it. It's like... You know, uh, people who say lightning never strikes twice in the same place, first of all, never worked at a radio station with a radio tower built next to a river, but that's one thing. Um, but they say never, lightning never strikes twice in the same place. The odds of that happening, what, do they say what the, is it like one in a billion? No. They, uh, unfortunately, I don't uh, know if the, uh, the reporter here at Mass Live figured that out, but it's, it's, uh, it's a very small percentage yeah, of it, those that can win over a million dollars twice in a lifetime. I mean, I've won like jackpots uh like you know, like at a, like a casino. Like you win uh let's say you win 800 bucks and then all of a sudden you take some of that money and you put it in another machine and you win another 2 or 300 dollars. Right. That's that's more likely to happen <laughs> to you. It's never happened to me in my life. Okay, well, you, you're not you're not doing the right. But I'm following right. your story. Yeah, I'm but, follow, you're but I'm your just point. saying, like you know, I mean, you, little streaks of luck like that, those are more likely to happen. But winning two giant jackpots, <clears throat> what's his name? So I can go visit him. His uh, name is John Hamill in uh, Braintree. Yeah, I'm sure John Hamill doesn't want anybody coming to his house. To me, when I hit the jackpot, it usually involves a stick of gum under a bar. Yeah. Like, you know, I have hit the jackpot right there. See, if you win those prizes, I don't think you should be able to tell who you are. I think, but in that the require that's a requirement. That's a requirement in this state. There's there's other states that don't allow that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be the one on the camera and all that stuff. I wouldn't want to be on the camera. I wouldn't want everybody <clears throat> knowing the, the, what my business is. I don't. I know. I wouldn't want that information out there either. Because, like you say, you know, some people feel like, uh, well, then, you know, they've got more than they need. This guy's already been set for life once. Mm-hmm. Now he's set for life twice. I got two How many more- lives? He's now set for two lives. Well, let me tell you something, man. I got two more chances to win that Vax Millions thing. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I'll be, I'll be a millionaire by Monday. It's 723 with Bax and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. Ocean State. It's 726 of Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Bacon and Brews is coming up August 22nd at the Log Cabin. It's brought to you by the, the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Rock 102. It's going to be a great time. Loads of bacon, loads of food, plus lots of craft beer, carefully paired up with some of the selections, which is very, very cool. That's why you got to be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. Tickets are available at rock102.com. There's live music from the James Paul Band and Double Dose of Dave. And uh, most importantly, bacon. Bacon and Brew is brought to you by the Tommy Car Auto Group, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, August 22nd at the Log Cabin in Holyoke, part of the Classic Rock Summer right here on Rock 102. I can go over some bacon right now. I'm telling you what. What? Got a lot of people ask me about uh, this year's event. Maybe yeah. more so than, than any event we've had in the last 12 months. Well, because there's been nothing going on. 
Well, so that, much. I mean, we had the uh, we had the bonk and smoke, which was pretty successful. That was pretty we, successful, and I would uh, I would imagine you know because not everybody smokes cigars, right? But nearly everybody loves food and beer. Everybody loves bacon. I think that's what the real issue. Well, is I here. mean, there are people in the world that yeah. don't eat bacon and, and bacon and beer. Yes. Mm. Mm, my God. And 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 don't say for a second. Well, you know, bacon is just a breakfast food, and and beer it's you know. It's, you know, breakfast uh, is too early for a beer. You're you're not living until you've figured out ways to have bacon throughout the day or have uh, beer for breakfast. Uh, and not to change the uh, the subject of uh, you know uh, clientele uh, clients uh, here at the radio station, but a log cabin is always awesome. You know, for, for food stuff like that. But uh, Samuel's uh, down at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they used to, and I don't know if they do this anymore because I'm no, they there shut lot. down. Oh, are they are they gone? They're gone. We'll talk about that next hour, about things shut down, because there was something that uh, came up, and I'll, we'll talk about that after 8 o'clock. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, they used to have um, bacon. like At the bar. At the bar. Instead of, like, popcorn or peanuts or something, mm-hmm. they put out bowls of bacon. It was genius. It was. The idea was genius. And, and the thing about that place is you can get bacon faster than you can get a drink well, at Samuel's, which was well, now you, now one you of the issues. Can. But, you know, why be critical? Uh, but, th- I, I mean, that should be that should be a standard. Uh, for bars all across the yeah. area, you know what you it put is? out bacon instead of chips. But you know what it is, Steve, and this is this is the thing that, uh, and again, we'll talk about this later. But this is the thing that I just do not understand about people. Mm-hmm. There is always going to be somebody that will say, "Well, free bacon is unhealthy." I'm in a bar looking to get tanked. I'm not a health nut, even even though I'm across the way from a health club. Yeah, Uh, keep your health things to yourself. I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to hear about that. Or you know, ooh, that's like a heart attack waiting to happen. Listen, I'm in a bar. I'm slamming shots and I'm eating bacon. Do you think I care about the stroke I'm about to have? Have you looked at either of us beforehand? We're both heart attacks waiting to happen anyway, regardless whether the bacon or not. We're high risk. We are, (laughs) but well fed. What's your What's your LDL or your HDH? I can't even count that high. Seven twenty nine. News is next to Rock one hundred two five. At Baxter O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month long, receive forty percent off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home signature one day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock one hundred two. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Max. Authorities in Connecticut conducted an hours long investigation in Summers Thursday after a body was found inside of a vehicle parked off the road in a wooded area. At about 8 p.m., detectives with the Connecticut State Police uh, Major Crimes Unit said the investigation on Durkee Road in Summers was in its early stage and that investigations were, quote, actively working a scene. After 11.30 p.m., they described it as a suspicious incident linked to the vehicle after locating the body inside. The identity of the individual found dead inside the vehicle has not been released as the investigation remains ongoing. Police said the incident is isolated and poses no immediate threat to the public. Uh, a Holyoke it's a pretty man. isolated road. I mean, there's like nothing around there. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is kind of weird. Uh, it would be interesting to see yeah. how these events unfold from that. A uh, Holyoke man is being held without the right to bail after a dangerousness hearing in connection with assaulting a driver at the X intersection in Springfield. According to the Hamden DA's office spokesperson Jim Lydon, 23-year-old Juan Rodriguez Menier was arraigned Monday in Holyoke District Court for an alleged assault driving 
uh, an alleged assault during a verbal confrontation at the X uh, intersection in Springfield on July 5th. This, uh, if you remember, was a motorist who tapped one of the tires of these dirt bikes that were surrounding a vehicle, and then the driver got out of the car, an altercation ensued, and he was beaten very, very badly. With their helmets. With their helmets. The uh, Commonwealth requested a dangerousness hearing that was held this week. A Springfield District Court judge found Rodriguez Menier to be dangerous and is being held without the right to bail. Gee, what makes you think he was dangerous? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the helmet and beating that guy in the middle of the X. Mm -hmm. The uh, Springfield City Council president is working with the mayor and commissioner to help stop speeding in the area of Parker Street. In a news release sent to 22 News, City Council President Marcus Williams discussed ways to help deter speeding on Parker Street with Mayor Sarno, and speeding has become Commissioner uh, Claprude. What? What? What does that say? Say that again? Yeah. They discussed ways to help deter speeding on Parker Street with Mayor Sarno, and speeding has become Commissioner Claprude. That's... Uh... That ain't good English. You have a way with those thingies, 22s. You mean words? What? <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> Speeding has become Commissioner Claproad. <laughs> Hello, Commissioner Speedy. So basically, uh, there's a lot of speeding going on on Parker Street, and they want it to stop. Williams said, uh, we need to do more, and I know constituents would agree. I've seen several cars at a time blow past red lights, and people coming out of residential neighborhoods onto Parker Street have been nearly clipped because of speeding. We need to rev up deterrent efforts before another tragedy strikes. I am optimistic that after this discussion that residents can expect to see increased measures taken to curb speeding in the name of public safety. That's uh, that's one of those streets uh, that, I mean, it's a major thoroughfare. Yeah. And through, pe- through 16 acres. And and people drive very quickly down down that road as they head to, like, Boston Road or head, you know, you know closer towards, uh, you know, Wilbraham Road. Yeah. I mean, they just, they'll just they'll gun it. It's scary, too. Yeah, when you're trying is. to get out onto Parker Street from any one of those side streets. Yeah. Uh, you better uh, look twice because, like you just said, cars go, you know, 90 miles an hour down that stretch of road. It's crazy. It is. Mayor Dom Dom said, uh, I want to thank the uh, Council President Marcus Williams for bringing his concerns to our attention. Council Williams is the Ward 5 City Council for our 16 Acres neighborhood and knows firsthand the issues our residents and business community want addressed in the neighborhood. Now, he's going to be nice about it, but I'm not. I'm not going to be nice about it at all. And a matter of fact, you come into my city and you want to speed down my pocket street? I will beat your ass to a bloody pulp. Do you understand me? Um, Mr. Mayor, uh, how would you address the fact that it's Springfield residents who are speeding down Parker Street? That's neither here nor there, Mr. Bax. Well, they're not here, but they will be there speeding on Parker Street. This ain't the fine citizens of my city. These are the scumbags coming from Ludlow. They come over from Ludlow. They come from East Longmeadow. They come from Hamden. You, Bax, want to be in one of those residents. I bet you've sped down my pocket street. I wouldn't want to cross Mayor Dom Dom. Not in a million years. Listen, I will kick your ass, Bax. You don't scare me. Ralph Cramden was going to send Alice to the moon. I'm going to send you to Mars, you... I can't say that. <laughs> I don't want to get... 
I don't want to make him sound like he's a jerk. Or no, anything. no. And you think the thing is, you know he loves that. Yeah. He yeah. loves it. Uh, Westfield residents taking to social media saying a man in a white van has been trying to sell discounted meat out of the back of his van. Uh, WGGB, uh, Western Mass News, spoke with police who said this man is not registered with the city to do this. You don't say. <laughs> Uh, Captain Jay Petoniak of the Westfield Police said they've uh, they've had one call the other night about him uh, peddling some meat from a van. Obviously, they didn't buy any. Westfield Police put out a bolo, which means be on the lookout if you didn't know. See, I thought it was them little skinny rope neckties. For the Boy Scouts when we yeah. used to put the little bolo around your neckerchief. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for a man, they say, has been trying to sell discounted meat out of his van. Just, just that line alone. <laughs> Discounted meat out of his van. How is that attractive to anybody? There must be somebody that's real sick of paying the high well, cost of meat. I mean, so guy, much so that they're willing to buy it out the back of some guy's truck. Listen, uh, I remember years ago I worked. Uh, there was a guy who uh, ran a business, and he sold placemat advertising. Right. Okay. You know, when you go into a restaurant and you look at all the little squares on the mm-hmm. thing and they have all the ads on there, somebody actually sells those, obviously. And I know, you know, it's always, oh, wow, this is how this works, you know? <laughs> so basically, they this guy would send schlubs like me into businesses, like cold calling businesses. Sure. And, you know, nine out of 10 people would be like, get the hell out of here. Like, I don't want to buy your place, you know? And he's like, I'll give you $100 for every one of these you sell. You know how many I sold? Zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because I'm not a good salesperson. I really didn't believe in that product. Because I picture, <laughs> you know, they say you have to believe in thing. Now, working in radio for years and doing advertising on radio, radio does work. Sure. Radio advertising absolutely works. You, and it, you never you never contacted someone that you uh, saw in a, on a placemat? No. I or on, on a business card underneath the glass of the table in the restaurant? No, because uh, all of a sudden you got syrup all over it. And uh, you're like, what is that? Uh, what, what's the name of that? Uh, I don't even know that business name. I've never even seen that place. Scratch it. Scratch off the maple syrup to see if you can see what. The- and then you, then you rip the, the whole page. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was not successful with that. With that. And I did that for maybe a month. To, and re- then realize, you know what? I haven't even sold one of these. I've been spending more money in gas driving around trying to sell placemat <laughs> advertising. And uh, I said, I'm giving up. I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. There's no way in hell that I'm going to be trying to, to sell these damn sure. things. This guy is clearly successful in some aspect where he is selling meat, enough meat, to make some sort of profit off it because... Wh- just the idea of having to do that. So let's say you are from a legitimate company that's right. driving up randomly to houses in neighborhoods going, hey, I uh, I just uh, finished my deliveries for the day and I got some extra steaks. You want some ribeyes for four or five bucks a piece? <laughs> you, you, you mentioned Ralph Cramden. Yeah. Doesn't this kind of sound like a, like a Ralph Cramden, uh, a Ralph Cramden type of scheme? That he and, uh, and Norton it's, cooked up. It does. Norton, I've got an idea. Door-to-door meat sales. Hey, Ralph, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I got a, I got a truck and I got, a, I got a ribeye. Yeah. I got a truck and we can, uh, we can do this whole thing all day long. 
Ralph, uh, that idea will never work. Captain Petoniak uh, told Western Mass News it's a difficult process to get a license to do this in the city, something this man does not have. He said he checked with the clerk to see if we had anyone that had a license to peddle these meats in the city like that, and she said no. Wouldn't it be interesting if this guy had like a whole ledger? Of the people that actually bought the meat, and that ledger became public, so you know what people in Westfield uh, were stupid enough to buy chops from this guy. Oh, that's what you were doing in Westfield. <laughs> <laughs> You're buying rancid meat out of the back of a van. Police refo- uh, released photos of him on Thursday looking to identify the man as soon as possible. Uh, Petoniak said, and basically advise him he can't sell in the city and call out to his boss if he has one of them and let them know the company can't be here in the city selling. Police uh, told Western Mass News he just appears to be selling discounted meat and there does not seem to be a threat to the public. Uh, Petoniak said, we really like to track the man down. It's, tr- it's, it's hard to tell on the picture, but it doesn't really look like a Massachusetts plate. Uh, if you or anyone you know bought the meat, police said... Try and call and return it or throw it out. You have no idea where that stuff came from. <laughs> That's what Captain Petoniak yes, says. Yes, you do. Came out of the back of the guy's van. Uh, listen, uh, Captain Petoniak uh, knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you don't know where it came from. Why are you doing that? Why are you buying meat out of a van? I just don't understand <clears throat> why anyone would do that. It's a perishable item. It's not like this guy is coming up going, hey, I got these uh, these extra cans of food, you know, like uh, <laughs> I was delivering groceries for the day, and I have all these extra cans of green beans. You want some discounted green beans? 20 cents a can. Okay, that might be a little more understanding. <laughs> canned green beans? That's gross. But again. Give me a, give me a rancid uh, you know, tenderloin. But Pete the Meat Van Man, <laughs> that's what I call I don't even know if his name is Pete or not, but it sounds pretty good. It sounds right. Pete the Meat Van Man. Yeah. Well, I'm working my way up the corporate ladder of the meat van business. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. One day I'll be running one of those kiosks at the mall. <laughs> yeah, selling meat on a kiosk. You know what? I worked for Omaha Steaks for years. <laughs> and you know what? They said, I was I was working in Omaha Steaks. I was cutting up cuts of fillets all day long. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Right. So then I took all the meat that was yeah. with me back in 2017. Yeah. I'm finally getting around to selling it today. And uh, they said when they kicked my ass out the door of Omaha Steaks, they said, Pete the Meat Man, man, you are never going to make it in this business. And look who's look who's winning now. Nobody I'm, can beat Pete's meat. I'm driving around a city in western Massachusetts. It's like it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I'm selling ribeyes left and right for three to four dollars a piece. This is the best career I could have chosen in my life. You're a Pioneer Valley forecast. Sounds like a great idea, bro. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, which is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, the stuff that gets me going every morning. is going to be hot, hazy, and humid with a high of 88. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 89. 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted, not drum-roasted like those other coffees. Now at every Big Y Express. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah! It's... 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 754 and ACDC in Rock 102. Hot and humid today with a high of 88. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 89. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. All week we've been giving away tickets to the live music for Lorraine's uh, Soup Kitchen and, uh, and Pantry fundraiser, which is coming up. Uh, on August 28th at the Knights of Columbus on Granby Road in Chicopee. It's going to be a great, great show. Trailer Trash will be there, completely unchained. The Van Halen Tribute Band plus Bad Magic, which is a uh, Godsmack cover band. And they're all going to be there. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com, or you can win a four-pack of tickets right now at 293-1021. Live music for Lorraine's, helping Lorraine's Soup Kitchen and uh, Pantry. Great cause. Should be a great day of music. I'll answer the phone in just a minute after I finish my uh, my van ribeye. <laughs> that, that's lip smacking. I give you 20 <laughs> minutes before you get the liquids. Is that uh, is that certified Angus beef? Yes, without the G. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would make it a butt steak, right? Ah, hey, oh, zing, pow, yeah. There we go. 7.56 on Rock 102. Rock. Hardware, grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the day comes for the Baxter O'Brien Show to finally get inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame next month, one thing is for sure. I won't be inviting any of our former rivals to sit at our table. If any of those people want to show up, they can buy their own ticket. And they're not sitting next to me no matter what the ticket price may be. And while they may seem cold-hearted and slightly vindictive, I can assure you it's simply not true. Far more about suspicion and paranoia, and I'm really okay with that. As many of you might know, this weekend is the Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies in Canton, Ohio. Tom Flores, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Bill Nunn, Drew Pearson, Charles Woodson, they're all getting in. But the inductee that's drawing the most attention is Peyton Manning, who I suppose probably deserves to get in as well. Now, last night during the broadcast of the Hall of Fame game between the Steelers and Cowboys, Peyton Manning revealed that his special guest will be Tom Brady. We'll be joining him in his section during the induction ceremony. Tom Brady, the biggest NFL rival, is going to be sitting right there, feet away from Peyton Manning by his own invitation. Have we not forgotten the 17 times these guys played against each other, of which Tom Brady beat Peyton Manning 10 out of those 17 times? What about the five times they met in the playoffs of those AFC championship games in 2013 and 2015, and you want that guy sitting next to you? Folks, this would be like Baxter O'Brien sitting next to one of the guys we used to compete against, like Dan Williams or one of the hundreds of others who couldn't take the heat of competing against the 900-pound gorilla of Baxton O'Brien's ominously casted shadow. No, sir, we won't be nearly as gracious and welcoming. Sure, there's a chance that Peyton Manning is made of classier material than either one of us, but to invite Tom Brady to enjoy your moment of roses and sunshine? Well, you're a better man than me, Peyton Manning. I can't remember the names of half the people we drove out of this business, and here you are, saving a seat for the guy that cost you the most trouble. Good luck with all of that. But hey, and never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bacon-wrapped scallops is one of the things that you can make on your big green egg from Rocky's. Pizza, another. You can even cook eggs or a reverse-seared herb-crusted bone-in pork loin. The ultimate cooking experience is nothing you can't do on a big green egg that you bought at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 809 of the Scorps on Rock 102. Going to be uh, hot and humid today with a high of 88. Tomorrow, uh, now, temperature has changed to 90. So that's going to be that's creeping a little, it back up. A little high for me. 66 in downtown Springfield. Uh, <coughs> what? No, you go ahead. Oh, I, uh, I, I yesterday, or three days ago, I take the kids out, right? Yeah. Go up to uh, to Barnes and Noble. In uh, Holyoke? Yeah, my kid got a gift certificate at some point, uh, you know, for Christmas or birthday or one of those things. And uh, we decided we we're going to go get some books. Right. You like hang out around like around the Starbucks and act bohemian and everything? No, I really can't get into that. Nah, that's uh, too bad. But uh, anyway, uh, going to go into Barnes and Noble and come out of Barnes and Noble. Maybe I don't know. Thirty minutes later. Yeah. The Bed Bath and Beyond is gone. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. I didn't know like when did that happen? Bed it Bath must have be- happened within the last three months or so. Oh, I don't know about that. Bed Bath & Beyond has been closing locations all across the country. Yeah. And I got, a, I got a thick stack of those coupons I got in the mail for, for 10% off. Well, there's or 5% uh, off. Uh, my special lady friend told me that there's still one open in, uh, in Hadley up there. You're going to uh, go to Hadley, please. Why not? Why wouldn't you go to Hadley? For things you can probably get in some other store, including online. Well, I mean, who wants to go shopping online? You know, I want physical items. I, you know, I had to. I was having this discussion last night. I like going to places to pick out what I want. I'm not an. I'm not a fan of online shopping. And you know, if it's something that I know that's, uh, you know, if I have to order a, a spatula, okay, I can trust the okay the online order of the spatula. Do you do a lot of uh, spatula kitchen tool type of uh, shopping online? It's all spatula, nothing but spatulas. Just spatulas. I have no knives or forks in my home. I own nothing but spatulas. Like if you like eat like a bowl of ice cream, you're eating it off a spatula. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's the best way to eat ice cream. You know, some people would think that's crazy, but now that you brought that up, it's actually a pretty smart idea. Well, think about it. Uh, if you want something to go through the little slots on the spatula, you can. You Anytime can do that I too. have like a spoonful of ice mm-hmm. cream or pudding, I always wish I always say I wish this was just a little bit bigger. A spatula would be perfect. But uh, a guy my size going to buy clothes online? Yeah, I know. Mm, I know. You know, even uh, you know, I, ju- I just got a bunch of these uh, these T-shirts that I got, and it's. It's a two X, and I usually fit into a two X fairly well, but this one seems to be uh, ribbed for someone else's pleasure. I see. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's a little like form it's a little, fitting. Little, little form fitting. It's on a little here. bit like a sausage casing, more than a shirt. A little bit. Yes. Uh, so I I like the idea of actually going into a store and trying on clothes, and then say, okay, well, if I don't like this shirt. Then I don't have to buy it. It doesn't fit me. I can just move on to the next shirt here on the rack. Yeah, but they've made returns pretty simple for the most part. You can return like Amazon. It's a, it's largely a brainless opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, brainless uh, set of situations where you, you you put it back in a box, you seal it up, you bring yeah. it to the UPS store and say, "Already print out the label for you. Send <sighs> it away." Again, though, that's a big pain in the ass. I know. I know. It's a but- huge pain in the ass. Because now you have to send it back. You have to order something else, like a bigger size or a smaller size or whatever, in order to, like, I don't like that. Right. I, I'd rather go and just go in, try something on. If it doesn't fit, then I move on to the next thing. You know, when, uh, when Jenny and I got married, one of the places we were uh, registered at was Bed Bath & Beyond. Because mm. it's got everything 
that any uh, newlywed couple could ever possibly want. And $5 off $20. That's right. It's uh, It's got bed, bath, and beyond. There's like more things to buy than just bed stuff and bath stuff. Can you imagine what would have happened if you registered a place like that, thinking that everyone would be able to go to the Holyoke location? Yeah. And then before the day, before the wedding date, they close that location, and now you're going to go away, go all the way up to Hadley? Well, you know, it's funny because— I don't care about any married couple enough to go up to Hadley. Uh, you ever hear of the, uh, the term FOMO, the fear of missing out? Oh, yes. Um, so I see the shuttered Bed Bath & Beyond with all the lettering taken off the building and everything. Oh, yeah. Just gone. And I had this—I uh, was like, oh, man, I always wanted to go in there. <laughs> I think I've been in that store maybe twice in the last twenty years. Really? Yeah. And then, but but now that it's closed and you can't have it anymore, you're like, I want Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I felt the way about I felt that way about like certain stores of of my youth, like uh, Faber Shoes or uh, <sighs> Buster Brown, Buster Browns, or even even Chess King. Chess King served its purpose back in the. In the late 70s, early 80s. You yeah. wanted to dress uh, you know, trendy for the discos or the new wave clubs? That was the place to go. You wanted a skinny leather tie and some parachute pants? That was the place to go. That, now, you can't find any of them. Wait, that bar in downtown, that used to be in downtown Springfield? No, Steve, that was the Chessman Lounge. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. If I showed up at that place with a skinny leather tie, it would have been very, very popular with that place. Oh, you were popular there no matter what. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now, right here on this radio show. Yeah. Of all the places we ever went for our Rock 102 work release, I had more fun at the Chessman than I had in any other place in the entire area. And now it's gone. Now it's gone. Gone but not forgotten. No, well, but- it was much of a, it was quite a bit of a blackout during that uh, that uh, event. So some of it has kind of gone in my head. But it made me uh, it made me kind of wonder like, uh, you know, uh, the other store, other stores uh, in my uh, lifetime, here anyway, in Western Massachusetts. I've oh, lived yeah. here for about twenty-five years now. And um, uh, Ames, out of business. I know Caldor. I remember Caldor. Bradley's. I remember Bradley's. Channel. Don't know if I remember. Did Channel. you have a channel around here? You mean Chanel? No, it was Channel. It channel. was like a, it was almost like a Home Depot type of place. I can't say I remember that, but uh, no, I don't. Uh, I don't recall. What uh, any places you remember that uh, used to be open? Well, you know, we used to have Zares. That was a place that was a uh, that was pretty popular around New England for a while. There was a uh, there was a bunch of restaurants that I always wanted to go to. I uh, had like gift certificates, gift cards. Yeah, that you get like at a golf tournament to uh, to Lido's. Never got a chance to go to Lido's. You never got a chance to go to Lido's? I'm telling you, for all the years uh, yeah, I lived here, never had a chance to go to Lido's. It, I probably had like 300 hours worth of gift cards to Lido's. The food was absolutely delicious at Lido's. I know, and, I know. Uh, somebody had introduced that to me back in the day. A friend of mine, uh, when we were going to uh, we were in college, you're like, hey, he's like, hey, man, we got to go to this Lido's place. You know, my, my parents buy the sauce from there all the time. And it was the first time I've ever been in an Italian restaurant where you can order chicken parmesan and it comes with a side of French fries. See? Yeah, that's terrific. It was it was absolutely terrific. Yeah. Uh, but you know, 
places like that, if people get older, they need to retire. They can't. Uh, they don't want to. They don't have anybody else carrying on the name of a, you know, another business. Oh yeah. Listen, I I I know. I mean, uh, Teddy B's gone. I'm being told because uh, of course it blew up into a million pieces. But nevertheless, Jack August restaurants. Have you ever heard of those? I don't remember that. Yeah, that, this is from an old guy. Old guy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But yeah, listen, that's a. Uh, you know, not every business survives the test of time, and and some, you know, really did survive the test of time. It's just yeah. you know that they, you know, the owners may have retired, and maybe the kids didn't want to take it over, and and then you know who's gonna who's gonna keep it around if if uh, if it can't get passed from one generation to the next. Well, I mean, and then you had people, uh, you know, like Andy Yee and uh, Peter. Uh, Peter McNally, Peter McNally you know, saving uh, the fort, saving the fort, the White Hut. Oh yeah, the White Hut is uh, you know still a local treasure that uh, had the, the tradition will continue on because of the actions of those two. Um, those are the places that people miss, you know, would miss if they were out of business. Nobody's missing a Jim Dandy, you know what I mean? Oh, the hell they're not. Are you really? Another place nobody's. I never got to go to. I nope. never went to the Jim Dandy. Nobody's missing a Quiznos. I don't know. I mean, that was awful toasty. I was so disappointed in that place because for years we would see the commercials on TV, even though there wasn't a Quiznos within 200 miles of here. Right. And then they finally bring a Quiznos, and we're like, man, this stuff sucks. <laughs> And everybody kind of <laughs> caught on to that very quickly. They're like, "Yeah, this stuff does suck," and then the place shutters down. I don't. Know? I don't want to uh, mention any kind of name uh, of this uh, of uh, of, a, of a business because uh, they are still open. But I remember you and John and I sitting here talking, and and uh, you know, like a, a new national chain was coming in to the area of restaurants, and you know, he was like, he was so excited. And uh, and and I went to this place, and and even d- in spite of the mania and how excited people were, I go, and my first thought is, this is freaking awful. Yeah, this yeah, is garbage. Why would anybody get excited about this place? There's been plenty of uh, times where, uh, and I don't want to say the name as well because you know it's part of the. Commerce and, I know, and I know. Uh, business I know. Uh, throughout the area, but uh, I remember before we even got one of these things, we uh, we drove down to Florida or we flew down to Florida, and uh, it was uh, <laughs> I can't say the name of it, but it was like one of these things like oh you gotta have this, you gotta have this. If you're ever down there, man, you gotta have this. Yep. We have it, and I'm like, what is the hype about? I don't understand. It's fried food. It's no different than any other place that has fried food, like fast fried food. Yeah. You can get the same quality of food at a McDonald's. It, I mean, it was the, there was nothing special about this place other than, you know. Listen, you know, everybody gets excited for the things that we don't have that everybody else has. But the fact of the matter is there are some businesses that uh, have come and gone, and that's really okay. What a what about uh, Ponderosa? Ponderosa was not what I would call a high-scale steak joint, but we had one close to me. I had an apartment many years ago, 
where we lived only with a few miles from Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. And we were, you know, we were kids just out of college, so we had like very little money. But the all you could eat buffet at the Ponderosa was like less than 10 bucks. Well, that's what I'm talking about. So like, we would yeah, go yeah. there simply because, not because it was good, yeah. but because we could eat there cheap. We couldn't afford to get a steak, but we could afford to have like the chicken wings and salad. Yesterday's Ponderosa is today's Golden Corral. Yeah, that's another one. That's uh, and then uh, Sizzler. Did you have, did you have a Sizzler around here? I you? thought um, I don't remember if there was a Sizzler around here, but I've been to a Sizzler. Yeah, we used to. Uh, there was that. There was a Bonanza. That was another uh, steak joint that that came and went. Delicious. Didn't have uh, didn't have the uh, I don't know didn't didn't have the traction that it needed. But yet, nevertheless, it's like. You see, I, there are there are when I go to like Rehoboth, I go to like that part of the state, and I look at all the places there are now, mm-hmm. as opposed to when I was a kid. Um, I mean, you never had a Taco Bell when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah that was a marvelous uh, opening when that happened. Yeah, and that was the same when I lived in upstate New York. We yeah. we finally got a Taco Bell, and we're like, whoa, the Taco Bell! And then like two years later, there was 500 people who got sickened from hepatitis A. Right. Apparently, it was a listeria outbreak, <laughs> right. and all of a sudden, nobody wants to go. Yeah. <laughs> but but like I was just, I was excited when Popeyes came because I had I used to eat Popeyes, yeah. and I thought you know listen yeah. No offense to the colonel, but this is a far superior but product. Do you think it's because we, as we age, we kind of appreciate different things, and then when you try to go back to that nostalgia of eating those things like a Popeyes or a yes. Chick Fil A, and you go back and you say, of those things, you're like, "What was I thinking?" Yeah, it's it doesn't seem, uh, you <laughs> know, this was not everything I recall. In fact. Uh, this is much, much worse. Arthur Treacher's somebody brought up. For the fish and chips, sure. Yeah. That was, uh, there were always a better place to find fish and chips, but in a pinch, in a, in a fish and chips emergency, the Arthur Treacher's was the place to go. Yeah. I uh, picked up a woman at Mingles years ago that smelled like an Arthur Treacher's. <laughs> And you're not talking about the tartar sauce. No, no, that was a whole different story. It's 823 on Rock 102. In business, it's never just another day. Every day is the day. There's the day you open your 500th location or expand to a new city. The day you deliver a make-or-break pitch from 1,000 miles away. Or the day that you have to start it all, all over again. That's the thing. You never know what the day might bring. But with Comcast Business, you'll have the powerful solutions you need to handle anything that comes your way. Like the power of the network that can deliver gig speeds to the most businesses. The freedom to control your network from anywhere. And advanced cybersecurity to help protect every device on it. All backed by a team of can-do collaborators ready to roll up their sleeves and make things happen 24-7. Every day in business is a big day. We'll keep you ready for what's next. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. Call for details. To those who step up to work the sunrise shift, power through the double shifts, or conquer the overnighters, McDonald's wants to serve you a tasty breakfast at a great price. Pick two for $2. Choose between a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Or enjoy two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. McDonald's, no matter the shift, we're happy to serve you. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. The professional bull riders return. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. For an all-new 2021 season. Maybe, just maybe, the impossible can happen. Join us for the PBR Springfield Invitational August 13th and 14th at Mass Mutual Center. There is your proof! Get your tickets now at PBR.com and MassMutualCenter.com and find out what it means to be Cowboy. It's 825 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Uh, I think the term was as wet as a walrus's face after eating the buffet at an Arthur Treasures was the... <laughs> You got a little uh, something there on your chin yeah. there, Walrus. I'm going to need a hell of a lot more napkins. Goo 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 No, I'd like you to meet my girlfriend, <laughs> Chumley. <laughs> oh, man, the place is closed down. Uh, it still has great jokes coming it's, out of it. It's too bad. Ago. Someone was, uh, mentioned, uh, sent me, uh, you mentioned Jim Dandy, Mr. Steak. Uh, and then people miss the castaway <laughs> the Whaley. That's closed. The apparently, cast- yeah. Apparently, was, the castaway is now uh, shuttered. That was the uh, the strip club out in the middle of nowhere. They called it uh, Porn in the Corn. Yes, because that was the nick. It was in the middle of a cornfield. Right, and, uh, it was right there, right on Route Five. Look at the like. Uh, what was it Anthony's Two on Boston Road? That's oh, now. That- yes. Now another regional treasure gone. <laughs> now it's a kitchen place. This right? is why we can't have nice things <laughs> in this town. I remember standing in the kitchen place, going, "Man, I used to remember <laughs> the smell of an Arthur Treacher's right here in this very floor, right here." <laughs> it's eight twenty-seven on Rock One Hundred Two. 8.30 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Traffic alert. A portion of Kings Highway is closed in West Springfield due to a transformer explosion. I believe it was Optimus Prime. Those are robots in disguise. Mm-hmm. Western Mass News first received reports of the incident around 6.30 a.m., but glad we finally got to them around 8.30. When our crews, uh, when our crews arrived, we noticed a down... They're like the 22 news crew now. Yeah. Well, trying listen. to get into it. When our news crew arrived, we noticed, uh, noticed a down power line that, that was live and smoking near the Sorrento Restaurant Bar Pizzeria. What was it smoking? Cigarette? I don't know. Uh, vape? You know, I once uh, had a, a, a truck incident at the same intersection years ago. Dave Ratner let me borrow a truck to move from Westfield to Springfield. Yeah. And right around that corner, you know, right around where Route 20 and Kings Highway intersect, right in front of Sorrento's, mm-hmm. I'm at that light, right? Yeah. And uh, the light turns green, and all of a sudden, the engine explodes. What? It explodes. I mean, it's like fire and smoke and... Uh, does your dog have gas? Well, neither does my van anymore. No, the, it had gas. <laughs> it just, for whatever reason, it, it exploded. So then I had to call Dave and say, hey, your truck exploded, but mm-hmm. thanks for letting me borrow it. He had insurance, though, I'm sure. Yeah, but I, you know, thankfully, uh, thankfully I wasn't able to use that particular truck, maybe, maybe but uh, it, it exploded in that very intersection. Maybe it's a haunted intersection. Maybe. 
the heat from the line appears to have damaged the asphalt and created a crater in the road. Oh, very, uh, what was that movie with Tom Cruise? War of the Worlds. Yes. The lightning it looks like it's coming from the ground, and it was actually aliens buried in the ground. Ever have an asphalt? Oh, I've had an asphalt many, many times. Yeah, me too. Firefighters were on the scene, uh, spotted hosing down the area. Uh, Western Mass News also saw, uh, saw Eversource crews on the scene. This is like they're just trying to copy 22. Guess what we saw? Well, didn't the... Uh, oh, my God. Didn't Bro West- was on fire and it was melted. It's crazy. What happened to those promos they used to do where they would you know, virtually come out and say right boldly, we're not 22? Yeah, I remember that. When they're doing this, don't they kind of sound like they're 22? Mm, yeah, pretty much does. Hmm. The whole idea, you know, they're not the only TV station that does it. You go any number of TV stations across the country, and it's just the, rather than find out what happened or any other details, just let the guy on the scene tell you what's what's going on there. Yeah, not what he's seeing. But what's actually happening? I remember uh, John Stewart did that on the uh, the Daily Show, talking about a guy. It was CNN that was doing it. There was a shooting at some sort of military base. Uh, it wound up being an isolated incident. It wasn't like a you know a mass shooting or anything, but it was like an isolated incident between right. people. But of course, you know, with the precautions, everybody gets locked down. Well, nobody could get any within six blocks of the place, even the, even the news crews. So the guys like. Yeah, lots going on here. Uh, there's a there's a helicopter behind me. There's a bus down the street that can't move, and you know. And then John Stewart goes, "That's not news. That's just telling people what you saw." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh look, there's a park bench over there too. Yeah, but at least the local news is shamelessly telling you this is what we saw. Anyway, Kings- they're, not, they're not they're not concealing it. What they're trying to do, they're telling you we saw this. Kings Highway is closed between Cedar Road and Janet Street. The West Springfield Police Department is asking drivers to use Westfield Street until repairs are complete. Speaking of road damage, uh, Palmer residents are frustrated about unkept road conditions after the heavy rain and flooding from last month added to the significant damage. Oh, really? Now you're worried about the appearance of your town? Uh, one viewer reached out to the Western Mass newsroom, uh, concerned the town has no plans to repair the roads at this time. This road is bad. It's got to be fixed. I mean, oh, my God, said Pete of Palmer, not Pete the meat van man from Westfield. A different Pete. A different Pete. Palmer residents in uh, disbelief drove along Rondo Street. Cones, rocks, ditches, and frost heaves are seen all along the way. Sounds like you're on a road. <laughs> <laughs> a road in Palmer. Yeah. So, uh, there. I mean, that happened. There's a lot of this going on. The uh, the erosion of the roads. Oh yeah. Especially up in the in the, like the hill towns where you got you know, when you have a, like an incline, there's a road that goes up to to Blanford. Uh, I believe it's called Blanford Stage Road, but I could be wrong. But it goes uh, from Russell to Blanford, and up there you can see like. You have to really slow down because the rocks have washed into the roadway. And oh, it's not yeah. like something that can just be easily repaired because I believe the asphalt came up to with it as well. So it's going to take some time for them to to fix all this stuff. You just got to go slow. Well, yeah, I don't and know there, what else to tell you. There are some you know, roads in the hill towns, and you yeah, I'm sure you've seen this where you know once the the pavement ends on either shoulder, there's really nothing else there. But it could be like a 
like a like a, a ditch for you know regular irrigation or whatever, and then with all that rain, it just eats away at that soil to the point where that road could collapse at any time, and yet you don't see that kind of uh, stuff being uh, like maintained preventatively. It, it, it's only after the fact when that stuff gets fixed. Uh, an investigation is underway after a two-year-old was taken to the hospital after falling out of a moving vehicle on Monday at the intersection of Chestnut and Liberty Streets in Springfield. Police said the child was okay but shaken up after what happened. Investigators have offered limited information, but uh, according to Springfield Police, the vehicle was in motion when the two-year-old opened the door and fell out. That uh, was always my biggest fear with the kids in the back seat. Yeah. Because depending on what kind of... well. A lot of people don't realize that you have those child lock things on the back of the car. And if you forget to do that, because it's all it is is a little switch on the door. In the, in, in the door frame, yeah. Yeah, but older cars might not even have those. So depending on what kind of car this kid was riding in. But I would always, uh, you're driving down the street and your kid takes off the seat belt in the seat, in the car seat. Yeah. You know, when they get old enough to start uh, twiddling their thumbs and figuring out how to do things like that? When they, when they realize, I'm too old for this booster? Yeah, or they're like, I'm not taking any more of your crap, old man. Right. I'm going to unlock this thing. That's a scary thing to happen. You know, I don't know the... You know, everybody's going to be the one to jump the gun and go, It can happen yeah. to anybody. I mean, everyone you know, <laughs> hates using the child safety lock, but honestly, it's you know, it, it's a it's a good feature. More, well, more people should use it if they've got that option. Uh, it's kind of annoying uh, if you're like a passenger in the car. No, I agree. And the, and the kid isn't in there, and then you got to try to get out. It's basically like a police car. The inside doesn't open, but the outside does. Yeah. I don't know. But still. Uh, let's see. Western Mass News spoke with a woman who said she stopped her car on Monday afternoon when she saw the toddler and took the child to Bay State Medical Center. She did not want to her identity revealed, but her, uh, beyond her first name, Marie. Oh, take a child, Maria. <laughs> take it to the ER. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were, they were, they were starting to go... <laughs> I can't believe they even wrote. They're quoting this person verbatim. Okay. They was starting to go, but they was pointing and looking. As I turned and looked, I wasn't even at a full stop yet. They was running down towards the traffic. The baby was running with the traffic and her hands screaming, Mommy, Mommy. So she threw the car in park and jumped out and grabbed her. So they're including the grammatical errors in that sentence. Yeah, usually you kind of not put that in there. Don't or you not do? use the quote. Right. Yeah. Uh, you could say, uh, eyewitnesses claim this, and then paraphrase what they did. Yeah. Uh, exact details about what happened have not been released, uh, but children uh, must be in a car seat until they're over eight years, or eight years old or over or over 57 inches tall. I don't even know if that came out right. There's a $25 fine. If your child is not strapped in their car seat or if it is not properly installed. My kids are so tall that we moved out of those booster seats very quickly. Like they weren't, I think they were like five and six when they didn't need the booster seat anymore because they were over the required. At five and six years old? (sighs) 
can't remember now. It was it because I mean, isn't it? And I and maybe I, they were like seven. Maybe maybe they were like seven and six. But they're both very tall children, so they were over the fifty-seven inch it's, mark. Isn't it? And I may be wrong about this. It's fifty-seven or twelve years of age. Yeah, which to me, a twelve a twelve-year-old in a booster seat seems crazy to me because it's. Twelve year old is you know, gonna be pretty big. I mean, my kids are not tall, tall people. Even as uh, they're reaching adulthood, they're not. Right. You know, they're not. <laughs> they're not giants by any means. But um, wow, that's that's awful young to, to hit. Yeah, that kind of height. But that's. But you're talking about thirteen year olds. Some of them do need the booster still because they're you know they're maybe their bodies didn't grow as quick as other kids or whatever. I know some people that need the booster just to drive. I need a booster to drive. You're a pretty tall guy, Steve. I'm a short guy. I still want a booster. I still like like being up high over. You know, like your legs dangling over the seat. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. A uh, 28 year old man in Oregon named Nathan Danzuka may have set a new record. You know, we're talking about uh, world records being broken at the Olympics. Yes, all week. Uh, but this guy, not the record you want to have. The world's drunkest driver. Really? Yeah. He got pulled over in February for a hit and run, and the uh, cop told him to get out of the car, but he took off. He didn't get very far, though. He only made it about a half a mile down the road before crashing into a concrete barrier, and his blood alcohol level was 0.778, which is 10 times the legal limit. Wouldn't that kill a normal human being? Isn't that the point where you should be, like, in a coma or dead? Yeah. Yeah, you should be dead. He was, unless, unless you build up that tolerance. Oh, it's point seven. Uh, he was just back in court and got 13 months in jail for it. The judge also suspended his license for life. Now, obviously, uh, Guinness doesn't give out <laughs> records for drunk driving, but the uh, the website Smoking Gun covers a lot of those stories, and they say it's the drunkest driver they've ever seen. Their previous record of point seven two was held by a woman who also lived in Oregon. What's going on out there? I don't know. Back in 2007, she was found unconscious in her car after plowing into a snowbank. Well, she was just trying to clean up the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, yeah, blood alcohol level usually gets into the potentially fatal range at point four and up. Oh, so I've, you're almost twice that. I've been a point four. I've oh, been a point yeah. Four, five. Sure. I might have even been a point five. But a point seven? I don't think about a point seven. That's 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 a lot of damn booze. You know, I'm going to go on a limb and say there's a possibility that they have a problem with alcohol. You think? Well, it's, I'm just speculating that you know maybe this is uh, typical behavior. Point seven. Get point seven. This is a. Did it say what she was drinking to get to that point? No, this was a he. The other one, I don't know what she was drinking either. But you know what? I bet you with somebody who has such a high dependence of alcohol that your body gets so used to having it in there all the time that you can sustain life. Whereas maybe 20 years ago when they were younger, right. you drank that much alcohol, you'd probably be dead. Wow, that's uh, that's drunk. No, uh, There's no video of their uh, of any of this, is there? No, there's, there's no, no video of this. Uh, there is a mugshot though. He looks pretty hammered though in the mugshot. And it's on the it's on the smoking gun. Yeah, he looks like the emoji of the, the drunk emoji. You know, <laughs> with the people with the 
X's on the ice. Right. IKEA is celebrating the 10th anniversary of its loyalty program by giving away thousands of scented candles that smell like meatballs. I like yeah. the smell of meatballs. I don't know if I want to have the smell of IKEA Swedish meatballs. Yeah, I don't know. It's the Swedish meatballs from their food court that everyone loves, and they're giving away almost 3,000 of them. Just under 2,000 people will win the candles. Another 1,000 will win gift boxes that have the candle and a bunch of other stuff. They're called Store in a Box, so everything inside is supposed to give you the sensory experience of being at an IKEA. Really? <laughs> A candle that makes you feel lost I couldn't with vague instructions and an Allen wrench? I couldn't think of any place I'd rather experience less than being in an Ikea. <laughs> I went to an Ikea once. I couldn't believe how big the damn store was. Oh, it's enormous. I went to the one in uh, New Jersey. Oh, yeah, the one in Elizabeth? And uh, it, it was huge. And my I helped my sister buy a bed there and transport it for her back to her apartment. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, this place, is it's like a... It's like a city, a city of weird furniture. A couple of years ago, I had to go down to the one in New Haven to buy mm -hmm. myself a bed. Yeah, and uh, so I, I, you know, I, I get the, uh, you know, I got the little slip that says, you know, where to find the box, and I grab the box, put it on that little push cart, right? Yeah. Go pay for it, leave New Haven, get back to uh, my apartment, uh, and then start putting the thing together with the Allen wrench. I get ninety-five percent done. And I realized I needed a second box. So I had to go all the way down to New Haven twice to get in a day to get this other piece at Ikea. I had to go to an Ikea twice in a day. You shouldn't. No said. one should have to do that. Ship to the house. Yeah, I, well, I needed the bed and I needed it the yeah. toot sweet. A uh, woman on TikTok has revealed how she found out how her boyfriend was cheating on her through an innocent Google search. But not only that, she found out that he had a child with another woman during the time that they were together. Oh, boy, yeah. Uh, Pris is this person's name, had been just chilling at home when she randomly decided to put her boyfriend's name into the search engine, but was left horrified with what she discovered. Randomly Googling my boyfriend's name on a Friday night, she wrote in a now viral TikTok, Finds his baby registry from January this year. Finds out the baby is six months old. Oh, horrifying. Utterly horrifying. In a follow-up clip, uh, Pris explained that just last week, she and her boyfriend were on a vacation together when he lost his phone and his wallet. So he didn't have it for the rest of the weekend. He took me to the airport because my flight was before his, and the last thing he told me was, whenever I get a phone, I'll talk to you. Love you. Have a safe flight, she said in the follow-up clip. And I haven't talked to him since, and I got the sudden urge to just Google him. I never Googled him before, and he has no social media. He used to, he used to, but he deleted it because he never used it. And when, and uh, he and I were uh, complete opposites, so I don't, I didn't think that was weird. Upon Googling his name, she discovered a baby registry in his name as Target, just a few towns away from hers. Oh, my God. Which she found uh, pretty strange, considering he has quite an unusual name, so she thought the chances of someone having the same name in the same area would be rare. So Pris called her best friend, and together the pair managed to track down the baby mama, and it turned out the baby had, in fact, already been born and looked exactly like the ex-boyfriend. That's now, crazy. now ex-boyfriend. Yeah, well... Uh, people, <laughs> the social media, electronic stuff is going to kill your vibe. Of course, if it you're is. You're going to try to do this 
uh, people are privy to searching for it, you. When it, they find that you are too good to be true, you probably are. Yeah, these days are not uh, not meant for the guy who's trying to two-time and live uh, separate lives. No, like that cop down in Texas who was right. uh, banging like four or five broads on the on the beat. And, and telling I'll, and every I'll sing- come back to you. And ev- telling every single one of them they were special, and every single one of them was going to go on a vacation with him to the... Uh, Turks and Cocos. Yes. What is it? Turks and Caicos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think place. it's Turks and Kinkos. They, Turks they, and Kinkos. Yes, yeah. they make copies there. Yeah. See, you can't trust. If you can't trust a cop on the beat, who can you trust? <laughs> Good point. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. It is going to be uh, hazy, hot, and humid with a high of 88. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 90. It's 69 giggity in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.1.